0: G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 453 of the Train Smooth podcast. My name is Tim Hegg, and if you have any questions, it's nice and simple, all you got to do is pull out the little Google machine sitting in your pocket and type in trainsmove.com. On the homepage there, it's going to say, submit your questions, click on that bad boy, start typing away, and I look forward to getting a question from you. Makes me feel good about myself. Now, today's Australia Day, which, you know, obviously means, you know, you're a little ripper. But the thing I do every Australia Day, or just a, you know around the Australia Day, gives me the reminder that I've got to get a skin cancer check. So, and I will do my absolute best to do to remind everyone on the podcast around Australia Day every year. You guys should go get a skin cancer check. I did mine yesterday. Everything's all all peachy. It's funny because the the doctors you know ask a series of questions and they're scanning every you know millimeter of my skin. And I've got this um, wart on my calf. And he goes, would you like me to burn it off? And it's been a oh, decade plus since I've had something like that burnt off. And back then, well, it was actually probably two, 20 years now since I've had one. Now I'm thinking about it. And he literally, you know, with some electric probe thing, burnt it off. And I said, oh, uh... Is that going to stop me from swimming this afternoon? He goes, no, no, you're right, you're right. And some gas thing he used, and he goes, it's just going to hurt, that's all. And I went, okay. It didn't hurt. I didn't feel a thing. And it's still there, but he reckons it's going to fall off in a week. So that's something to look forward to. But my point my point is if you haven't if it's been a while since you've done a, a skin cancer check because we we you know everyone should get one but especially endurance athletes we're out in the sun a fair bit At a, even um places where it's cloudy you know a fair bit uv rays go through those bad boys so do yourself a favor go get yourself checked and hopefully you know everything's all peachy ah <sighs> tell you what else i did on the weekend before i actually get to today's question i went um hiking for the first time proper like proper hiking for the first time ever it's um i can understand why someone would um i can understand why people can get real addicted to that that stuff it was i didn't really know much about it i've given it to athletes in the past to do especially the uh, i've had a couple of athletes that have done um Uh, ultra marathons and and things like that and just to knock the the volume off their body a bit i'd say something along the lines of go go run um two or three hours in the morning knock around with the you know at home for a little bit and in the afternoon go do a two-hour hike Uh, and because i you know it you work and so but i didn't realize anything about categories and all all that i just you know go go hike in some hilly areas. My wife said to us earlier on last week, do you want to go for a hike with with the Babcocks? And just from family friends. And I go, yeah, all right. She goes, oh, good. You and the kids can meet them there at 9 o'clock on on Saturday. She goes, I'm having the day to myself. And Oh, you know, Saturday. I'm now thinking that's my normal long bike ride. (laughs) But anyway... I twisted things around, so I actually went for a run, my long run, early in the morning. It would, you know, taking off at four in the morning is never much fun, but I did that and then I went out and we did this big bush walk, it was um, a 10k loop and I was thinking to my head, because I plan everything out in my head, in like almost like in 10 minute blocks, and i was thinking right 10 kilometers five out five back lunch i will be traveling at my daughter's pace but you know in general should be able to do 10 kilometers walking on a road at my daughter's pace within two hours in bush at another half an hour you know maybe another half an hour of stops for lunch and stuff so three three and a half hours tops but i'm banking closer to three and I and I had all this other stuff. So what I'll do? Is when I get home, I'll, you know, I for, for, it days planned. I we we meet our mates, you know, and his family out at the at the beginning of the track, and we see this sign that says, you know, all these hiking things. You, you hike, uh, you know, six hour track, and my son's go six hours, and I went, yeah, I don't reckon that's us, mate, and um. And we, we catch up when we're talking away, and you go, and they say, "What should we do? Should we do the six or seven hours?" I am thinking, "Bloody hell, I did not budget my time for six hours or seven hours." And I am trying to get, work out how to get the hell out of here. We're, and thinking, oh are I am really thinking three, three and a half hours myself." Uh. So we we go. It, it, it's clearly we're going on the six hour six hour track, and the the. But apart from me not budgeting that in my time all I can think of is my daughter's at some point going to just blow up like a secondhand lawnmower she's not n- completely not an outdoors person she in her little world she belongs in a music studio and uh, and, and turning up to that like we all had backpacks with. A little bit of food and some water, but more or less, I took tu- my son and I turned up looking like we're about to run 10 do a 10 cal 10 kilometer trail run. And my daughter looks like she's about to take a dog for a walk or something in the local park. We're just completely, you know, looking <laughs> like we shouldn't be there. They've turned up in like this full get up, they've got snake. Covered boots on. They've they've got these um, proper backpacks. Uh, My mate Dazza, he's got fifteen kilos in his backpack. He's got shelter. He's got. He reckons he's got enough supplies that we could survive a week. And I am thinking, where the hell are we going? Like Fair Dinkum. So (laughs) we trot off, and for the first hour, twenty, everything's going all you know, all smick, and then all you know, my daughter's. Complaining a little, so I snap her off a bit of a branch, and we're we're walking, and then and then um, oh, and so we'll um, she she's walking with this stick, and all of a sudden I see her dragging it. I went, oh, thinking, oh no, she's getting pretty close to just snapping here, and and my my daughter's fifteen, and. And then all of a sudden I see her stamping it into the ground like she's getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And I'm thinking, oh, no. We're we're like, oh, and before this happens, my mate who's, you know, one step off from being the Bush Tucker man, he's got this GPS thing, and on on it it's telling him the distance in the the time. And every couple of minutes, and I crack it at him, every couple of minutes we're hearing, you have gone zero point four hundred meters and then a little bit later you have gone zero point eight hundred meters and after about two two and a half k's of this I go mate can you turn that crap off? it's just yeah it's like if you're sitting in a classroom and all you're doing is looking at that clock and you're watching the tick 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 and every minute feels like an hour it was just driving me insane Any, anyway so my daughter just cracks it just i knew that i knew it was going to happen but I, I just she just full craps it so we're at this um little you know we're walking along this lake so we decide to pull into the lake and have a rest and stuff and my mate mr bush tucker mendeza he said he says let's go spear fishing. and uh, you know oh sounds good and so he showed if you guys you know that's a pretty cool skill to learn and how to make a a proper spear You, you know finding the right piece of wood carving the edges off splitting it and putting a wedge in and sharpening each corner and having a proper spear and they look fantastic so i was guided through that using a big knife like it felt like rambo and there's, the key to spear fishing, and this is a very important key. So before you run out and start making a spear and looking at the lake, there must be fish. There's no point making a spear fish if you're not going to be seeing any fish. And apparently this place is just filled full of fish, but I didn't see. We didn't see any, but it was cool making it, and the kids enjoyed all that crap too. And then. We we got going, but yeah, the six hours out on the track. That it was, my, it would have been a, a little bit different if we prepared a little bit better than what we had. And maybe my daughter, if she knew it was going to be that long, she wouldn't have gone. She she was thinking, she was, I think she thought it was a bit going to be closer to two two and a half hours. But anyway, got through. It, it was fun, but but it it was um. It was hard work because it was apparently a cate- it was a, ca- a category three hike, which up until that stage I didn't know there was categories and category and I was, they were saying oh I should come to a category five with us and they, they were keen as mustard to show us one of those but I, I said well may- maybe maybe another time I'm <laughs> yeah it was good I can I definitely understand why people can get really hooked in it but. I probably should answer a question. Today's question comes from Teresa who writes, I have a small budget that I can invest in a bike fit or a power meter. What would you recommend? Fair dinkum, that's a good question because um, it's going to depend greatly on what your bike position looks like now. And have you been fitted in the past? What are you training for? Are you analytical with your... You know, are you into data? It's going to be a hard one. If you've just fitted yourself, see, you can have um, a power meter, all the latest, te- all the latest technology. You can have the best training program. You can have the best coach coaching you, and and get and lay everything all out to you, and you can do all that. And all that is just wiped like a dirty backside if your position really sucks bad. I remember. Um, Oh, yeah, bugger him, I'll name him. Um, John Woods, he was a pro triathlete. He was actually being coached at the time by my coach at the time, um, Alan Pittman, who he he was a full-time pro, didn't have any sponsors, but, you know, he, he was married to the right person and he would be um i really really like the guy he was very inspirational big it went pro at 34 or 35 years old so it's ridiculously old to go pro but he would race five six ironmans a year um and he was slowly getting better too but the thing that really lacked for him was his bike fit would i'd look at it and i'm thinking you might as well just ride a road bike it would be all sitting up and i really really think that cost him a lot of um, time, but my point being, uh, um, a bike position could save you, depending on what you are now, it could save you tens of minutes, um, so it depends greatly on your bike, current bike position, have you been fitted in the past, how long ago, um, who fitted you, versus w- would you train to a power, would you race to a power now? maybe it's it's the race to a power maybe you're going out and you're flying and dying on during a race so if you're going out too hard and you're really starting to blow up towards the end power you know the power meter may save you tens and minutes as well so you've got to look at all all those different areas to to um, look if it was me personally i'd go the power meter because i'm I know I my position's okay for, for for you know I'm I'm happy with my position, but having said that, I've also been fitted a few times in the past. Um, if I look back to when I first got into cycling, for instance, I think a bike fit would have been better than a power meter. So it's one of those one of those things you got to got to toss up. But power meters are great. they they're. they're, they're They're spectacular, but they're not the be-all and end-all as well. You can get very good results without training to a power meter. There's a little bit of guessing um, involved, but over time you get to learn what your body can do, what your body can't do. Now, you'll also find people who train to a power meter, um, train and race to a power meter, they're pretty dialed in on what their perceived effort is versus the power they're riding. So if you say to someone, uh right at two hundred and fifty watts. They ramp up to two hundred and fifty watts and then they look down and they go, Oh yeah, two hundred and fifty or they're within five five or so watts generally of, of that. They they can dial that right in. Um it's surprisingly really good. Yeah. And and same with heart rate training when you look at when you're training to heart rate you look at it for a while and you look at it for a while and you look at it for a while before before too long you're within five beats of. if you guessed it you know I reckon I'm about 150 beats per minute you look down 152 yeah it's not bad so it it becomes becomes quite good um, so you've just gotta it's too hard for me to to judge It, it would be easier for me to judge if I looked at your position and um, and so, and what are, and what are your goals too? Um, for, you can also get bike fits um, for free. You just got to do a bit of searching for them. Try, call up your local tri club and and explain. I've got to want to get a bike you know is anyone there able to have a look at my bike fit and you know, help me out there'll be people there that, yeah come on over like Tuesday after work and I'll set you up in my shed and get you get you dialed in a bit there's going to be a lot of people that know not the basics but just above the basics of a bike fit and yeah, so they're the people you're trying to track and they'll probably do it for free or a and a beer or something so just to keep that in mind so I hope that helps. Good luck with it all. Um, shame I can't answer it properly, but yeah. Until if you guys have any other questions, trainsmooth.com is the place you want to be. Until next episode, hooroo.